Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Di Manuel. He is a super dad dating his wife with a lead-by-example way of living and contagious personality, you're going to see it today, who is on a mission to positively impact 1 million role models around the globe to lead a functionality fit life through education, encouragement, and community. And I, I'm going to get him back for having me try to say that word. That's ridiculous. <laughs> He's an award-winning digital thought leader and author, uh, distinguished and I just lost my, there it is, uh, Toastmaster. He's distinguished Toastmaster, TEDx speaker, an educating, uh, educating keynote speaker, former partner and chief operating officer of a multi-million dollar retail company, eight figures, and a sought-after lifestyle mentor and executive performance coach. You can find him at diemanuel.com, diemanuel.com. I found him on Instagram. He's got over 33,000 followers. There's a reason this guy's contagious. He's energetic, and he's going to come on your first 100K today and share how did he make his first $100,000. Now, he just told me he's, he's right at the 300K a year mark, which is fantastic. Fantastic. Congratulations. And uh, he's going to share his top three tips and strategies with you, Startup Nation, of how you can do that too. You're so close. You've been pushing. You've been struggling. You've been wondering, why is everyone else around you online winning? Why are they doing six figures, seven figures, some of them eight figures? And for whatever reason, you're not. Is there something wrong with you? You see, you have all that imposter syndrome. You have all that self-doubt. Dies here to tell you there's nothing wrong with you. You're just missing a few little things. And I'm here to say maybe you got a rock or two in your head. You know, we're going to blow those up today. All right. So, Di, welcome to your first 100K top 100 podcast in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and take 30 seconds. Fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Oh, geez. Well, first of all, thanks, Joseph. I really appreciate being here. And just uh, I love the way that we connected, you know, and then I'm getting to creep you on social as well it was a lot of fun and uh, just really inspired by your own journey and how you show up for others today and specifically how you're serving a lot of amazing people and high performers. And uh, I resonate a lot with what you say, uh, just bottom line, and, and especially uh, how driven you are, as, as your shirt says, spiritually driven. It, it comes through loud and clear. And, uh, and I just love that. Um, you know, my, my journey has been anything but a straight line, <laughs> which I think most of us can probably attest to, you know, it's a lot of ups and downs, side to sides, over and unders. And every once in a while, you just got to put your head down and charge. And, uh, you know, from the age of nine to 14, 
I was morbidly obese, dealt with a lot of health complications and a lot of self, uh, well, you know, you start talking about limiting beliefs in your intro there, you know, I, I was definitely living a lot of those and it was manifesting in a lot of physical ways that were pretty hard, but I went through some big changes, took about 20 months. By the time I was 17, I, I had a new lifestyle, a new outlook and uh, got really excited to help others doing similar uh, shifts for themselves and uh, started to, to just coach and mentor people just because I found a lot of fulfillment from doing it. And, you know, got into my 20s, continued to do that in a different sort of vein, building a retail operation that sold fitness equipment. After 17 years, again, getting to a point where I was like, I don't think this is my path anymore, you know, mm -hmm. not feeling fulfilled and leaving that career of 17 years and, and not knowing where I'm going next, yet yeah. knowing that I wanted to make some changes and, and I wanted to be more with my family, wanted to experience more in my life. And so took a leap of faith. And, and that's where I've been finding myself the last six years. Five years was traveling around the world. We spent just over two years living in Bali as our home base, uh, returned to Vancouver right before COVID. Uh, so my kids could finish up their high school here. And uh, that brings us to present day. Wow. Very <laughs> cool. Thank you. That was, that was excellent the way you presented that. All right. So let's uh, start us off here. Take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Yeah, you know, well, if I just go and talk on the personal side, I, I love cheesy horror movies, like really bad horror movies, like the Saw movies, like just like they're awful. They're, they're not good content, but there's something about watching movies like that, that I just, it allows me to zone out. I don't have to think it, it's, it's a really weird sort of, I don't even, I don't want to call it a fetish, but I, I, I just like watching cheesy horror movies. And uh, most people that know me uh, are completely oblivious that I have this sort of a weird fascination with bad horror movies. And uh, so that would be one thing. And then on the, again, on the professional side, I'm actually naturally introverted. That's my default. I, I choose to work as an extrovert. I choose to put myself out there and to, to do things that put me way outside my natural comfort zone. But but it was a decision I made many, many years ago because I knew I wanted to make an impact. And the only way I could do that was was be more extroverted. So uh, yes. that, that is something that most people don't know about me. Thank you for sharing that. And for all you introverts listening right now, uh, Di just removed any excuse that you have. <laughs> like... You have to show up and do sales and you have to do marketing in your own business, especially in the beginning. You have to learn these skill sets and they occur as extroverted skill sets. Now, maybe you've been riding on that excuse for a year, two years, three years, your whole life that, well, I can't do that. I'm an introvert. I don't do sales. Mm -hmm. Well, Dai's here to say that what's going on is you don't have a big enough why. Mm -hmm. Like when he got clear on his why that he's here to impact other people's lives in a big, tremendous way across the globe. Well, then he, he had to ask himself, well, then what do I have to get good at in order to impact lives? Well, I guess I have to start acting and being extrovert. I got to reach out if I want to hit that target. So the same thing for you, Startup Nation. I just wanted to speak that to you. Di, let's go into your story here, right? So thank you for taking us to present day. Let's talk Thanks. about your, your current business, your existing business. Sure. You're at uh, the 300K mark. You're about to cross that, which is outstanding. How did you make your first 100K, right? Take us back to year one. Uh, how long did it take uh, in this this uh, existing business? And, and what were the biggest like challenges, pitfalls? Just tell us that quick story uh, up to the 100K mark. Well, to be 
completely transparent, you know, I came from a very established business background, you know, I helped build a retail company and, you know, we grew it to eight figures a year and, but it's brick and mortar <laughs> predominantly. And, and, you know, we introduced e-com, uh, which was national and that was great, but it still wasn't performing to the same level that our brick and mortar operations did. And, uh, you know, as a chief operating officer, as well as the chief marketing officer, I, I, I'm very strong in operations as well as sales and marketing. That's just, naturally what I became very good at based on being in the position, you know, I sort of grew into those roles as the years progressed and as I continued to, to develop myself. So I learned a lot during that 17 years, a lot of which I believed was going to be transferable as I sort of segued into whatever this new path was going to be, you know, six years ago. And I had sort of, as everybody would often refer to it, a little side hustle. We always had a side hustle, something going on that my wife and I would often do together and, or, or individual projects just to, we just love that part about being entrepreneurs. You know, it's like seeing that there was a need for something and something that we can make better or improve on or to help people. Well, we would lean in and, and play and, but it was never a real stressor to make that work because we always had our careers. Right. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden you remove <laughs> that anchor uh, and you realize, well, I can drift pretty far here if I want to. Uh, and, and I felt a little bit rudderless. Okay. Initially I, I didn't, I was experimenting a lot with different mm. things. Um, I'd already been coaching a bit. I'd started doing a lot more speaking engagements as well. Um, I published my first book uh, right around the same time when I segued away from that career to this new path. And so I had dribs and drabs coming in. We had a little bit of savings, um, but not a ton. And, you know, the exiting of my current company wasn't, I wasn't leaving on a good time. I'll be honest with mm. you, you know, and uh, wasn't going to be enough to be like, okay, well, I can take the next 10 years and sort of figure out what I want to do. It wasn't like that kind of a win, you know? Um, it was only five years. Yeah, that's right. Five years traveling <laughs> the world. Yeah. Ah, we, so tough. My, oh, my wife is very... Um, I mean, some people think of the word frugal being a negative. I think it's a positive. My wife's just very good at budgeting. And yeah. when we actually looked at our lifestyle as it was in Vancouver, living downtown, two kids, two vehicles, you know, just the cost of living, uh, our monthly overhead was quite high. But with my career and her career, it wasn't an issue. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm stepping away from my career. A month after that, she stepped away from hers. A few months after that, we pulled the kids out of school and we gave away basically everything. Uh, you know, all of our stuff, a anything that had sentimental value put into a storage unit, packed up one of our vehicles, sold the other one and just started traveling. And so we downsized quite a bit of our lifestyle yeah. to upsize our experiences and time as a family, you know? Mm -hmm. And so why was that so important to you at that time? Well, because I was so busy for those 17 years scaling and building the company, uh, and I always felt that I needed to, to always be on for the company. Yeah. I, I put the company first. I mm. did. And, and that was actually role model to me as well, you know, by my mentor and who was also my business partner. It was just, he had a phenomenal work ethic, but to the point that, you know, it, it was hard not to model that behavior because it was almost like that was the expectation. And, you know, as they say, pay well and yell. <laughs> it's like, it wasn't always a, a healthy environment to work within. And, mm. and I definitely picked up on some habits at that time yeah. that I'm not proud of when I think back on it, like just some of my leadership style even was, was not what I felt was the right way to do it yet. It was the way that I was role model. So it was the way I would often do it and then question my actions. Meaning like, yeah. you know, like just, just even the way that we would try to motivate the staff to do certain things, you yeah, know, and, that and makes sometimes sense. 
and it, it was often always money driven. And it's like, you know, especially I was hiring a lot of millennials at the time when I was there and uh, you know, they're not driven by money. They're just not, they don't care about the money. They want to feel like they're, they're doing something that fulfills them, you know, and, yeah. and money's important too, but it's not the priority. And, and so that was an adjustment trying to learn that. And uh, so anyways, take us I, to present day yes. business. So yes. like what specifically did you do to hit the hundred K in your existing business? I got really clear on who I wanted to serve. So I know we talk about niches and avatars and all that clarity around marketing and messaging. And I definitely needed to do that. And so as I got clear modeling some of the things that I had written about in my book, which is all geared to helping people optimize body, mind, and spirit in 30 mm-hmm. minutes a day. So it's a, I call it the 2% solution, you know, 30 mm-hmm. minutes of every 24 hours, self-care focus, non-negotiable time. And so I started to model a program around that, something that would be more than just the free offering that I had or the low price point offering. I, I knew I needed something that would allow me to charge more, but also to go deeper with people. I, I wanted deeper connection and relationships because I, I knew also by doing the group programs and especially a lot of them were more DIY, do it yourself, low price point, that results, well, they just weren't always there. And, and I, again, my purpose and the reason why I'm here is to help people make significant shifts in their life. So they make greater impact and have greater happiness, fulfillment, joy in their lives. And, and so I felt disconnected with what I was offering. So I got clear, you know, I hired a coach. I did. I hired a coach that helped me get a lot of clarity around what that offering would be. My wife and I structured it as a 12 week program. Uh, we already had a, a great audience. I, I'm, I'm a natural storyteller. I love to use social media as a way to just tell stories and get people thinking, looking at things differently, just a little bit, just a little bit. Cause I know if I can help shift their perspective, just a little bit, sometimes what wasn't visible now becomes visible. What wasn't possible is now possible. And, and so that's sort of my, my model with social. And, and so when we announced that we had this program, we put out an application and we, we had 80 people apply. You know, 80 people applied. And, and of course, I was only taking 12 at the time because that's all we wanted to work with was just 12 individuals. And, and that was enough to get us started. So we, we sold out that program, sold out our second program, uh, got a couple speaking gigs. And so that hit the six figure mark, you know, within that first 18 months. And uh, of course, how did, how did you things? Yeah. How did yeah, you sorry, know? What, yeah, yeah. How did you know what to price it at uh, right out the gate, like low ticket versus high <laughs> ticket? Um, how did you know uh, that people would? go right into it. Like it was an easy yes for 80 people to say yes. That sounds pretty good based on the ticket price. How'd you do that? Well, okay. I'm going to be so, uh, some people aren't going to like my answer, but they might like it because I think I like transparent and raw (laughs) and ridiculous. So (laughs) raw and ridiculous. Oh, I love that because my wife and I, we have an internal family mantra. Raw and real is our deal, but I like that raw and ridiculous. That sounds even better. Um, So here I was working with this coach. All right. And the coach was advising on value and the kind of value, what are we delivering? How are we going to help? You know? And, and so we, you know, he advised that this is probably going to be a three to $4,000 program. You know, it's a 12 week journey that we take people on and they move into an ongoing regular monthly maintenance, if you will, or a graduation program. But that initial Kickstarter program was going to be priced around that three to four. Um, but he suggested for the first group, we offered up for something really low, like a thousand bucks. You know, a thousand dollars, just get that first group in, make it really easy for them to say yes, build out the testimonials, build out the program as you work with these individuals. So then you can really get it to a point where you feel really confident selling it for three or four grand. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. But the way he coached me was something different than I had normally been accustomed to. And this is, you know, you get people that they applied, 
we have this face-to-face conversation to ensure that they're a fit and I'm a fit for them. And, you know, we're both in agreement that we want to move forward and, you know, that, that discovery or sales call. And, uh, you know, he was saying that what you'll do is once you get into that sales portion of the call, you present the initial price, then you present an opportunity price, and then you present, you buy it today. Here's your price, right? So there's sort of two price point drop. And that's something I never practice ever, especially can come from retail and, you know, the kind of volume that we're doing. Like, I just, that's just not how I would normally sell value. You know, like I, I'm just, it is a value. It is what it is. This is the price point, you know? Like, so what'd you do? Well, I'm having that very first call with the very first person and I'm prepared to just whatever listed at three grand and give them a price drop. And I was going to, I just, I trust my coach, you know, like when yeah. I work with a coach and I hire somebody, I'm, I'm trusting, I want, I'm coachable. Mm-hmm. I know I don't know this area. That's what I hired you for. So your intention do, was to follow the model. Follow the model. How did it go? <laughs> Very first conversation. It's going beautiful. I present 3000. And then I say, and you know, for the first group, the founding tribe that we bring on, it's only 1499 US. As I was literally taking a breath. <laughs> drop say, it again. And if you do it today, it's nine, you know, I didn't get you to say, I'm just taking a breath. And she's like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> you know, So right there at 1495, like it was like, I automatically already did the drop. So I went right to 1495 mm-hmm. all in that one breath it was three, but for the first group it's 1495. Okay. I'm in that, that little second <laughs> for me taking the breath. She's like, okay, I'm in. And right away that just established for my wife and I, well, I guess the price now is 1495, like mm-hmm. or 97, like that's just what it's good. But I actually know I still undervalued it for what we built and what we took people through. Like it was a three to $4,000 program, but sure. it was a price point that everybody said yes to. Yeah. I, I only had a couple people of that first initial, I, I'd say it was about 18 calls to generate 12 sales. Um, you know, 12 of them were yes at the 1495. Like it was like a no brainer. So I knew that the price point was really good. And then obviously when we did the second round and third round, we started to, to increase the price point. So it's, it's falls more at the 2,500 price point now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's really good because a lot of the steps, it's really just the weekly call that I have to, to do, you know? Yeah. And uh, so how did a, you get oh, people uh, to jump on that call? I'm just so curious because this is what startup nation there's, they have a pen and paper right now and they're taking notes as you're talking because they're thinking about their own programs. How did you present it and get 80 people to show up on phone calls or at least that initial 18 to show up and be a 12 of them to be a yes in the matter for $1,497. Like what was, how did you present that online where they're like, oh, I'm definitely getting on a call to find out what dies up to and if it's a fit for me? Well, when I first started, so I, as I was sort of segueing away from my past career into this new venture, this, this idea of being working from a laptop anywhere, you know, like really just embracing that I can coach and mentor people anywhere around the world as long as I got a good internet connection, you know? So I was already coaching some individuals one-on-one. I was already doing that. Just people that would reach out to me, knowing about my background, what I've mm-hmm. done and just wanting support. So I'd already started having that. I also had a free program that modeled my book, but I had nothing in between. So mm-hmm. I had high ticket and free. Mm-hmm. But it, what I found was, you know, the high tickets challenging to scale because a lot of it involves direct time, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why the group program was something that I was attracted to. But we had built a really thriving community around the free program. To the point that when it came time to announce that we've got something that we're putting together, it's a small group program, just for 12 individuals, and we put that call to apply out there, we had, like I said, 80 applications. So these people had already expressed a keen interest in learning more about it and basically put up their hand virtually to say, hey, tell me more. 
And so we just reached out to those individuals. I, I sent them direct uh, Facebook messenger. And if they left their cell number in that form that they filled out, I would text them as well uh, or send them a little video via text, just asking them to, to go to a link to book a time for us to have a conversation around what it may look like. And, and I always would tell people, there's no guarantee that this is a fit for you. You know, I may not be a fit for you as a coach or a mentor. You may not be a fit for this program right now, but neither of us are going to know until we have a conversation. So if you're still interested, book now. I'm only, I'm, I'm already booking people in. Once the 12 spots gone, they're gone. Bottom line. It's like, hey, if it's not the right time, it's all good. Like, so I'm very soft on the, the whole approach, but they'd already expressed a keen interest of wanting it. I just sort of use force of logic to, to remind them, you said you want to do this. Let's have a call. And, and fortunately for us, you know, everybody showed up. You know, everybody that we booked would show up for the call. And, uh, and then it's just having a conversation. Mm, very good. Thank you for that. Because uh, Startup Nation likes those little nuances. They like the wording. They like, well, how did I do it? You know, what specifically did he say? How did he invite them in that was not intrusive or, you know, just they wanted in on that. So thank you for that. What else did you want to add? Well, I was going to add, Joseph, there was also uh, I our future launches or, or programs that I've rolled out. Uh, I've done it more through a questionnaire. Uh, rather than a call to apply. Uh, and, and so like, I mean, I had one program actually while we were living in Bali uh, called the Dad Body Project. And I, it was just one Facebook post. And from that, people would tag or send me a message if they were interested in learning more. And it was similar structure. It would just go straight to a call and then right from the call to into the program if it was a fit. But I'm happy to share the link to that post. I spent a lot of time working on the copy, the story. Mm-hmm didn't pay to, to market it. It was just an organic post, but it was very effective because what happened was I wrote it in such a way that invited the women of the men in their lives that if they resonated with this message to share it with their husbands, share it with their partners. And mm. over half that group came from referrals from the women in their lives saying, you know what, you should have a conversation with the diet. This sounds like something that you could benefit from. You know, and I was very transparent and very vulnerable in that post, sharing some of the struggles that I had been working through and navigating my own life and how that I was really excited to have something to help other people that might be resonating or feel similar. And so it was the message. And I'll share that link so you can share that with in the show notes. So if people want an idea around language and storytelling, it, it's just a, a piece of copy that I, I didn't rush. I spent time telling the story and inviting people to see themselves in the story. And, uh, and a very soft and subtle invitation. But also there's another effective way where it's just creating a, a, a very small questionnaire. And through this questionnaire process, because all of us have this sort of first and second sphere of influence through our social, uh, even in our real life, we have sort of that first sphere of influence. And then there's also those that know those. And this questionnaire process can be very powerful when we're sort of going through the ideation process. So we're in that sort of idea that I want to do a group program. I'm not 100% sure the direction that I'm going to take it, but I have an overarching theme or an idea. And so crafting the questions in a certain way that allow people to shine a light in the dark recesses of their own life. I always use the analogy of a home. If you envision your home as a, your life as a home, there's dark corners that we put a plant and, and the vacuum cleaner never goes there and we sort of ignore it. Um, I like the questions to be in a way that allow them to shine a light in the corner, to be reflective, introspective, and identify where they may have some challenges that they're not addressing. And then at the end, so this, this questions might take a couple minutes to answer. Some of them are open-ended, but a lot of them are closed-ended, multiple choice. But the, the last question is so critical. And the last question is, if there is a program 
that helped you with X, Y, Z to provide you with one, two, three, would you be interested? And there's only three choices. Yes. Tell me where to sign up. Two is maybe, but can you tell me a bit more? Three is no, I don't think it's a fit for me right now, but thanks anyways. You know, and those are literally like verbatim, the three questions. And I, I coach and mentor people in this strategy. And, and, you know, you put that out there, you send it to everybody that, you know, little direct messages because anybody can give you feedback, but then people self-identify of whether or not this is something that they're truly interested in. And I, I've sold out so many programs using the same model because it's very subtle and, and very inviting and soft way of inviting people to express a, an interest in what we're working on. And, uh, and then it's just going to a call, you know, if they say yes, or, or, or maybe it's just, Hey, let's hop on a quick call. And I'd like to discuss your answers as well as share with you what I'm working on. And let's see if there's a fit. That's it. Like, and, and some people are like, that all you do. And I'm like, that's all I do. I still don't pay for any marketing. It's all organic. It's like, I, I just, you know, it is just simply looking to create conversations, you know, that's yeah. it. That's it. So let me ask you a question uh, around that. Do you specifically, uh, these these types of posts, this types of language, which is very yeah. soft, non-intrusive. It, does it attract mostly female uh, potential clients, uh, mostly males or a combination of both? It, so I do have a few different programs uh, mm-hmm. that are usually designed to be done in small group or in a one-on-one situation if, if they determine that that's something that they prefer. And depending on what I'm speaking to, my language might shift a bit because I do recognize that a certain audience will resonate with one program differently than another one. Like the dad body project, those posts, any content I put out that really speaks to that. uh, I'm I'm talking to guys like me, guys between 35 and 45, you know, they're, they're at a certain stage of their life where they've recognized that, yeah, they've achieved a lot, but that self element, that self care element they know is, is not performing to where everything else is. And, and so my language is definitely very much in that space, in that vein. And whereas I do have other posts that I'll put up when I'm talking about some of my other programs that are definitely more geared towards women, for sure. Even the language that I use and some of the examples that I provide, you know, re- referencing even just how we look at ourselves in the mirror, you know, do, do, do you give yourself a high five every time you see yourself or, or, or you shielding your eyes, you, you avoiding the acknowledgement mm. of yourself, you know, and, and so some of the examples and the way that I tell the story or create the narrative, uh, the language I use definitely will be more uh, feminine in quality on the, the ones that I'm trying to attract more of a feminine audience versus the masculine. I might use more masculine type language with that, the, the dad body project posts. Does that make sense? Like I, I do recognize there's yeah. yeah, it definitely makes sense. Here's what's jumping out to me right now. And I, and, and call me ridiculous, right? <laughs> so, so what I'm seeing, and you probably consider this already is I know that my audience, as well as many other individuals out there are probably asking themselves as they're hearing and watching uh, this episode and saying, Di, can you just like, give me access to uh, your messaging, give me access to the surveys that you do, give me access to these proven tools that have brought people into clarity calls and have filled up and sold out all your coaching programs. Can you give me access to this? That I'd pay for, Di. Yeah. Well, what, what shows up for I, you with that? <laughs> funny, like it's, it's not funny really, but it is kind of funny that this has come up in conversation. I, I, I actually coach and mentor a number of other entrepreneurs 
entrepreneurs in the wellness space specifically, because mm-hmm. that's the space I've known for 26 mm-hmm. years. So it's obviously the space I'm most comfortable in. Uh, and also just my language. I'm really good with language in the health and wellness space. And uh, I, I do have a program called My First 10 Clients. And uh, it, it's a just a one-on-one guided program that where I do provide all those details, but I, I have a three hour masterclass. It's, I'm willing to give away to anybody. And I've had people reach out to me. I've just done what you talked about in this masterclass and it's getting me great results. So it does actually give uh, examples of what we've talked about today. It's complimentary. People can watch it. And if they want to talk, Hey, I'm around, but I, I always tell people, everything you need is in that three hour masterclass. And uh, I'm happy to give that away. So um, I'll, I'll be sure to send you that link and you can uh, share that if you want, but it, it does give the, the structure to what I'm talking about here. And uh, it, it is a very simple process. It's not very complicated. It, there's, I, I prefer fewer steps. I'm not a big, you know, 20 funnel steps, you know, yeah, like I, I, exactly. I just, I find we get lost somewhere in the, the mix. I know I get lost. So I'm like, how can I expect guys like me to, to, to navigate this? And yeah. uh, so I, I find that post to, to a, a questionnaire potentially for some introspection and then a, a conversation, that's been the cleanest way for me to, to build to, to where I am now, you know, and it's uh, awesome. It, it you got a model great. that works for you, brother. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. So startup nation, I know you're itching for those links to uh, those <laughs> offers that I just presented. I know you are cause you greedy little control freaks, all of you. Right? I love it. Right. And <laughs> We're it, all there. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Put your hand up. If you're a little control freak like myself, you know, come on. All right. So die, uh, I am going to ask you before we head into the final round here, the hustle round, sure. I'm going to ask you, what are your top three tips or strategies for Startup Nation right now? They're listening. They're struggling. uh, They just can't get past the 80K, the 50K, the 30K. They can't can't cross the 100K no matter what they do or try. Like, what are your top three tips or strategies for them uh, to cross six figures this year? Number one, Toastmasters. Why? Toastmasters. So Toastmasters, if people aren't familiar with it, it's a global nonprofit organization that's geared to helping people be more effective communicators and leaders. Like that's just bottom line. And for myself, when I joined the organization about 11, almost 12 years ago, it changed my life. It changed my life. And the crazy thing is, I think that Toastmasters should charge $10,000 a year to be a part of it. I think people would treat it differently. But the funny thing is, it's like 150 bucks a year. You know, (laughs) it's super inexpensive. It is an investment of time and your energy. But what a wonderful personal or, or self-education track and, and curriculum. And it, it really is the one thing I attribute to making the most significant shifts for me over the last decade. So hmm. that is one thing I would absolutely stress. Find Toastmasters. Uh, number two, find a great coach. Get a mentor. Find a community like the community that you're already in here. You know, you're in a community right now. You're part of a tribe. Like just, just don't just simply join for the sake of joining, discover how to belong. And there's a very subtle difference. I know it's language we're getting into here, semantics, but uh, you know, there's a very different feeling when you feel like you belong to something rather than I just joined something. And the only way that you can feel that sense of belonging is to engage and interact <laughs> with the community, develop the relationships. Because we can't do this stuff on our own. And to be honest, do we want to do stuff on our own? Like, really? Like, that's one thing I've realized is that I have way more fun when I'm doing stuff with cool people. Like, that's just it, you know? Life is more fun. And uh, my smile is more permanent, you know? And uh, so that would be number two. Uh, Number three is just recognizing that you are most likely your own bottleneck. Okay? And 
I know that might sound a little cryptic, uh, but I do realize that my own self-limiting beliefs was one of the biggest things that held me back, especially my sense of poster syndrome. And I, I got, and just, this is sort of a, a three, that would be three A, three B would be watch how much uh, media consumption that you're doing. You know, like just, just really take into to account how much time are you spending looking at everybody else's stuff rather than creating your own. I made a decision a long time ago, Pareto principle, 80-20, 80% of my effort and energy goes into creating content or in, and engaging with the people that engage with my content. I only have 20% left for consumption. And that's, that's how I operate. And it's made a world of difference to my psyche, as well as just to how my energy feels in my body. <laughs> like just, yeah. I, I'm Great. having a lot more fun now. Where before, man, I looked at everybody. I was like, well, that's a good idea. Maybe I should try that. Oh, maybe I should try that. And like, oh, why can't I do like he's doing? You know, oh, my goodness. It was awful. It, and it, it limited me. It created a bottleneck. So um, those are the three things I'd like to leave with you. Those are awesome. Thank you, Di. All right, let's get into the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. I'll it's go. just for fun. Are you ready, sir? I'm channeling. I'm channeling. <laughs> channeling. What's your, favorite, what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Uh, the creativity. Just the, the opportunity yeah. to create creative solutions. I nice. love it. What's your least favorite thing? Uh, okay. Don't judge me, but sometimes the people, <laughs> okay. Like uh-huh. I, I'm, uh, yeah, I just gotta be honest. Sometimes it's the people that I attract and, um, but yeah, anyways, I'll leave it at that. I agree. <laughs> what, are you, <laughs> what are you most afraid of? I, you know, I'm most afraid of not living into my best self, you know, uh, not living into my potential. And limiting yeah. myself. That, that is my biggest fear is that I just, I, I get really happy with being okay. Mm. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Uh, my health, uh, to be honest. I, I have a chronic autoimmune disease that I was diagnosed with about eight years ago. And it's, you know, it's a constant uh, it's just there. It's always there. And, and so navigating sort of the highs and lows that, that affects my energy and it affects how I show up. So that, that is always in focus for me. Um, I'm, I'm fine. It's all good, but it's definitely uh, uh, something that's very real for me. Yeah. Got it. Thank you. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Uh, Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honest. I'm being honest. A I, I fellow I, binger. Uh, Oh, way too much, man. And it yeah, started all with the Tiger King. It's the damn Tiger King started it all off. Yeah. And then you were, you were just searching for all those cheesy horror flicks. Man, you bet. <laughs> uh, what secret fear do you have about people? Oh, secret fear I have about people. Uh, you know, just that people aren't honest with me. That's always a concern that people are just painting something that's not real. You know, they're, they're just mm. showing up as something completely false. So finding out that somebody is not who they say they are, that's, that's always a big one. Yeah. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? You know, I, I'd wish not to put so much value in the people that I believe to be my superiors. Mm. You know, because yeah. I, I used to take that as gospel. You know? Oh, you're my boss. You're CEO. You've got 10 more years experience. You obviously what you say matters most. And just discounting my own inner voice yes. very quickly. You know, that, that, that was it for me. Got it. What's a new habit you want to create? Uh, new habit I want to create is, is uh, creating time now to, I, I sort of, we chatted before we hit start on the show. I know this is more than three seconds, but my daughters are both now dating. They, they both have serious boyfriends. You know, they're 16 and 18, their first, first boyfriends. I, I like to create a habit of, of having them around, you know, like a habit of at least even one meal a week, all of us share together. I'd like that 
have a habit of that, uh, a ritual around that. And uh, I know it's, they're pretty young and that might seem silly, but to me, it's important. You know? Yeah, for sure. What's a bad habit you want to break? Uh, Netflix. Pick three words to describe who you are now. I like to think fun, engaging, and, and uplifting. Pick three words to describe who you are your first year in this business. <laughs> Confused. <laughs> um, unclear, as well as lacking confidence in myself. You know, so unconfident. Yeah. And die. Last question. If you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends, your wife and kids in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything, life, business, all of it. What would you say to them? This too shall pass. This too shall pass. Any final wisdom, Di? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K in the next 12 months? You know, just make sure you're having fun every day. Like look for an opportunity to create a smile on your face and a smile on somebody else's face. If you do that, good things are going to happen. Trust me. They just will. That's pretty awesome. Simple advice. Awesome. Uh, Where does Startup Nation go to find out more about you? What do you got for them? Yeah, well, I've been blogging now for 14 years. As I mentioned, I had a a sort of an inkling to want to create and I love writing and uh, creating content that helps people, uh, especially with their life and lifestyle. So uh, I've got about 18 art- 1,800 articles on my website now. Uh, so there's a lot there. I won't apologize for it, but you may find yourself in a bit of a rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> so diamondwell.com, great place to go. Lots of tons of free resources and stuff to help. Uh, and as far as reaching out to me, um, just like you did, Joseph, Instagram, I'm very, very much active on, uh, as well as Facebook and LinkedIn. And if you look up my name, it's the one thing about having a unique name, I'm pretty easy to find. And uh, just reach out, say, hey, I heard you on Joseph's show. Here's my thoughts. Like, here's my, you know, whatever. Just, just tell me what makes you smile. It's a great way for us to start. <laughs> Di, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thank you so much, Joseph. Love what you're doing. Love that you've created this platform to serve such a wonderful and diverse community. And uh, I'm just really looking forward to following your journey as well, especially now that uh, you have a little one at home. And uh, gosh, man, you're, you're in for a treat. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. 
If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids, we lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.